welcome to episode one of Discover Ocala, presented by Showcase Properties of Central Florida. I'm Valerie Daly, the presenter for this podcast. Discover Ocala was created to highlight the many aspects of our Central Florida community that create a positive and impactful difference in the lives of our residents and will continue to shape the landscape of the Ocala and Marion County area. In today's episode, we visit with Molly Rowe, president of the Southeastern Youth Fair. So welcome, Molly. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and speak uh, to our community about the Southeastern Youth Fair. Molly is the current president of the Southeastern Youth Fair, and I believe this is your second term. Second year, and it's a one, yeah, three-year term, so on year two. All right, one more year after this one. Um, Tell us a little bit about the Southeastern Youth Fair. Well, I'm just, thank you, first of all, for having me this morning, and um, today is day one, so of my favorite week of the year, as well as many. Um, We are excited. It's been happening now over 85 years, I believe. It originally started as just a steer show. Um, and adults could show, and now it is the largest all-youth show um, in the country. So we're very excited about that. Um, There's lots of things going on this week, and we're very happy to be here in this community because we feel like we just have so much community support, um, and there's just something for everybody. So it's it's free to the public, and so really we just want to get the word out about all the opportunities that we have for everyone. Yeah, there is a lot going on. There's an Ag Venture tent, uh, and I think that uh, is through the school system. It is, and um, we're happy to have it back this year because obviously during COVID it was shut down, but we bring in bus in second graders from across Marion County where they can come in for a couple days and really learn about the different ag commodities in Marion County. And so um, super happy and excited to have that back this year. We have many volunteers that help out with that. Uh, Marion County Farm Bureau is obviously super involved in, in hosting that. So that is one um, one thing, one highlight of the fair that we're looking forward to this year. Good. Go through the schedule. So I, you said today lambs and goats are coming in? They are. So we have um, extended the fair by a day this year, <laughs> and uh, we're checking in our lamb and goats um, this afternoon. So those exhibitors will bring their animals to the fair, and then this evening after they get checked in, they the students will have a, a, a meeting, and then they will do it's a skillathon. And so students don't just show their animals, but they... Um, are tested on just the knowledge of the species that they're showing. And so uh, that happens tonight. Tomorrow is when the shows will happen for those two uh, species for lamb and goats. And then um, obviously the sale is on Saturday. Um, there's there's many things. I, don't, I can't even at this point memorize the entire schedule because there's just so much going on at all times. Um, Saturday before the sale, we have the 5K race that we've I think this is the third or fourth year now. It's the fourth fourth year, year because you guys run in it. <laughs> yep, and I get the excuse of not running in it because uh, I'm also an ag teacher that um, has to be in the barns. But um, yes, we're very excited about the 5K. Um, we have the steer show after or the beef heifer show. I'm sorry on um, Sunday, and then we roll into the steer show on Monday and Tuesday have a little break on Wednesday with tractor driving and the barbecue contest. 
um, livestock judging, and then we finish off the week with, with hogs and horses. And I hope I didn't forget anything. I know the small animals check in throughout that week. So obviously we have poultry and rabbits and guinea pigs. Don't want to forget the guinea pigs, <laughs> but there is a lot going on. And home arts. And right? yes, oh, thank yeah. you for mentioning that yeah. because, um, and I have students of my own who, um, maybe just kind of want to get their feet wet in the fair and, and just really want to start small. Um, although there are some, some pretty big home arts projects too, but yes, definitely check out the home arts show that is on. Yeah. So also with us today is Clayton Wagner. He's an agent with Showcase Properties and he has participated in the past as, uh, uh, I don't know. Do you, sh you showed a steer? Is that correct? I did six steers. I six mm -hmm. steers. Okay. Yes. And what age did you start? Uh, fifth grade was the first year. And then I did like four or five consecutive ones. And then I think I took like a year or two off. And then I did another one at um, the end of high school, I think it was. So. And why did you participate? Because your parents made you? Or no, no. Okay. no, it wasn't. Um, I was really good friends with um, Matt Kane, and he was um, he showed steers. And we ended up going to the same middle school together. Well, started in fifth grade. Um, and he kind of talked about it, and it was, you know, there was a money aspect of it. And as a fifth grader, it's like, wow, it's a lot of money. Um, and then it was more so for, like, you know, it, he was using it for college education and, like, different stuff like that. Um and the fifth grader mind, it was a week off of school, um, <laughs> you know, so yeah. you know, we thought about that and I talked to my parents and my dad, he grew up on a, a large dairy farm out in um, Missouri. And so he was very familiar with the cow industry and mom was a dressage queen and that was not her alley. Um, but, you know, dad was all about it and he's like, let's give it a whirl. And he's a equine nutritionist. So he was super excited from that aspect to be able to, to feed the cow and, you know, just be part of that process. So we pretty much jumped in head first and, um, yeah, it was a learning experience for sure. I mean, being around horses my whole life, it was totally different. Um, getting drug around the farm and, you know, <laughs> lots of fun <laughs> stuff, but, um, yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then it just, you know, loved it after the first year and continued to do it. And so now you're coming back to the fair <laughs> through a different avenue. Yes. You have a stepson, Caden, and this, I believe, will be his second year participating? Second or third, yes. Okay. And what does he do? Um, so he's done a variety of things. He's eight years old this year. Um, he's done a chicken in the past. I think he may have done a rabbit. I can't remember. Um, but his favorite thing is a barbecue contest. So I can tell you... We've eaten our fair share of hot dogs in the last couple of years, especially like right before fair week. I mean, it's like, hey, do you remember how to use the grill and, you know, all that. But it's fun for like his mom, my wife, and they do these big booths. And like we had a Hawaiian theme one year and then we had like a old school 1950 theme. So, I mean, it was PVC pipes and ladder, all sorts of stuff. So it's fun. Um, and then he also does a kitty goat show as well. So. And what does that entail when they do a kitty goat show? What's that mean? So it's pretty cool. They go with other, with people that have goats that are showing them and they um, kind of get mentored, I guess you would say. And they walk next to them and, you know, some of them have really well-trained goats and others not so much, <laughs> but like, you know, Caden last year for the first time, like let him lead the goat around and like, it was pretty cool to see. And he was super pumped about it. And He'll be nine next year and eligible to, to do a steer or something like that. So that's already been in the talks. And um, 
yeah, we'll discuss it further, but um, <laughs> he's excited about it. So Good, good. And Samantha Daly is here as well, and uh, she's a longtime FAIR supporter um, from a um, very young age. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell us your experience. So my aunt and uncle growing up ran our 4-H club. So I was a 4-H'er long before I was eligible uh, for the fair. We did, you know, the uh, watch me grow stuff. Oh, right. uh, mm-hmm. They had little ceramics that you could paint and enter in the fair each year called Animal Fever. And I showed rabbits and lambs and steers and heifers. Um, no pigs. Yeah. I was <laughs> not allowed to show pigs. <laughs> My mom wouldn't allow that one. Um, but I was always involved at the fair. It was, you know, one of the favorite weeks of the year. Everyone always counts down to fair week and, um, you just meet the coolest people and make the best memories during the Southeastern Youth Fair. Lifelong friends. Yeah. Lifelong friends. That's where I met Clayton. Yeah. 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 And so what are you doing now that you're not able to show and compete? So um, I've helped in the past with the livestock judging contest, helped organize that. Um, I always, you know, lend a helping hand to mentor some kids if they need help. Every now and then I have a steer or a heifer that um, looks like, you know, it'd make a good a good project for someone. And um, whoever I sell it to, I always, you know, kind of help them through the process. I don't just sell them the animal and say, good luck. <laughs> I uh, help them through the process, whether they have questions on feeding or grooming or clipping or anything like that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And you also help during the show too, in the arena. Yes, I have been uh, <laughs> asked to be ring steward for the past couple of years. So I help, um, you know, direct the kids in the right direction. If a steer gets loose, you, you know, got to go help them catch it and, and keep them going in the right direction. And if a kid gets scared or something, you know, walk over and talk them through it, make sure, you know, everything's good and, and keep them going forward. Good, good. So lots of activities going on. You mentioned animal fever. Are they still doing that at the fair? They are. Um, they have the porcelain or ceramic um, figurines. And so it's especially great for the younger five to seven year olds that aren't eligible for some of the other stuff. Um, they get so creative. And every year when you walk in that home arts building, it just amazes me the creativity that comes out of these young kids. Um, so I think that that will be la- a lasting show um, at the Southeastern Youth Fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I think we still have um, many figurines that, that Samantha did when she was going through that program as well. So um, how can the community get involved? Well, there's many ways. I mean, obviously, I think everyone sitting at this table is a volunteer in some way. So we, we always need volunteers to help out um, to, to carry this on um, year after year. So contacting the fair office, asking how they can help. This week, um, or last week, I should say, um, we had many volunteers who helped judge record books. And that's a part of the project that's as, not as exciting as the money that Clayton mentioned, um, because it's pretty extensive. Um, 20 pages of, you know, keeping a documentation on your project, uh, writing a story, keeping pictures, um, the financial aspect. And so those uh, are, are a contest within itself, and those can be judged. And so we need a lot of volunteers to help with that. Um, 
I know, you know, these the market animals on that side of things, obviously, if you want to come be a buyer, um, that is always welcomed because um, I know, you know, some people don't even know that, you know, these animals um, are for sale. Um, and some are and some aren't. But uh, absolutely, if you would like to register to be a buyer, uh, just go on the website and you can register to do that. And just coming out and learning about the fair. Um, as we mentioned earlier, there's no cost. Um, I think just, you know, coming out to the Ag Ventures tent, coming and seeing these projects, um, and spreading the good wor- word in the community about the Southeastern Fair, because these projects are so beneficial to our young people. And um, this is their week to showcase all the hard work that they've put into, um, you know, month after month caring for these animals. There's so many life skills that are being learned. So just supporting those students during this time and, and those members, I think, is is probably the, the biggest thing. Another thing about the Youth Fair is um, they award scholarships. They do. Um, and, it, you know, it seems like we, we have had a lot of um, – applicants the past few years it just continues to grow and that's a great thing but we also want to find more scholarship money to award these deserving students because I sit on that committee as well and it's one of my favorite things to listen to these interview these applicants read their essays of how the fair has impacted their lives um and, and trying to find the money to, you know, extend their education. So uh, we we have started, um, we have a scholarship committee. There's, you know, you just basically call the fair office if you would like to donate to that scholarship fund. Um, and, and, the, and then you can, you know, go from there. But absolutely. Clayton, do you remember filling out your record books? And, and what else in the in your 4-H club did you have to do in order to participate at the youth fair? Yes, I definitely can't forget the record books. And a lot of times there were um, a group of us sitting in a stall at the <laughs> final day finishing that record book. it's early <laughs> yeah. because the kids like, you gotcha. know, I'm teasing. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but yes, absolutely. And then the biggest thing I remember was the demonstrations. And that was kind of your first like public speaking thing, especially like as a young kid, you know, you take classes like that in high school and college, but as a fourth, fifth, sixth grader to stand up in front of a group of people and our club was small, but it was still intimidating to, you know, stand up and present. And it was a huge education process of, you know, what are you going to present? What are you talking about? And it was always like cuts of meat and everybody did different stuff, but, um, there's a lot to it. I mean, it was, it was a lot of work and, like you said, it's a great week to, to showcase all the work that you've put in behind the scenes because I think that's where all the stories I have are definitely from behind the scenes as well. So I think to get into the fair uh, for a market animal anyway, they have to have an initial weigh-in and then they have to feed the animal and then they have to come back and they have to weigh a certain amount or have gained a certain amount. Talk a little bit about that, Samantha. There's a uh, different criteria for each show um, because at the end of the day with the market animals, we're producing a product. So those buyers that are coming and supporting the youth, their um, option is to harvest that animal and then take that animal home. Um, so at the end of the day, we're producing a product. Um, they have to meet certain criteria. What does a typical steer weigh when they come through, when they, uh, the first initial weigh in? What, what is a typical weight? You know, ideally, we like kids to start at 
at least 500 pounds because they have to, the minimum weight to make the fare is 900. So if you start with a steer that's really small, it makes it really difficult for that, that animal to gain, you know, over 400 pounds in a short period of time. Um, so, you know, typically 500 plus pounds, less than 900 pounds, they have to gain uh, two and a quarter pounds a day. Um, so they have, they, they do have strict requirements on, on those animals, but it's for the, the betterment of the project, because like you said, you know, we're producing a product and we want to make sure that those consumers that are coming and supporting the fair do get a quality product at the end, end of the day. Yeah, I think Sam said it correctly. Um, it's a product and, and that sometimes can be a hard lesson for our exhibitors if they don't meet those requirements. And I know my own daughter had that year where her steer just didn't meet the average daily gain. And, and that was a hard lesson, but, um, we, we want to have, you know, quality. And so that's what it's about. And we learned a lot from that and, um, she grew from that, but, that that these are the lessons they're learning they're, they're learning about you know the standards that for the industry good yes and that's for uh steers and hogs mm -hmm. i think all market animals all market. Goat, okay. yeah, goats, goats and, and lambs and lambs as well mm -hmm. okay so. um can you talk a little bit about so you can purchase some uh you can buy one as a resale what does that mean that's a great question and we need to get that information out so all the market animals um, will will be harvested so um, that's one of the rules of our show that um, they don't go back home with the exhibitors and that's not an option and we have some supporters that really just want to write a check to help the exhibitor and so that they can um, you know financially profit off of this and they don't necessarily want um, the meat from that animal. And then there are some families that um, absolutely want the meat, and they're there to buy a, a top quality product. And so they um, they can just buy the animal outright, and um, it will go to the processing facility and be harvested. And they will get a call and um, it, it nicely packaged meat that they can you know stock their freezer with. The resale option. <clears throat> Back to that, though, if you want to just help the exhibitor, um, what you can do is is choose to resell it. And so um, the money that you spend as a buyer is is going straight to the – so I'll give you an example to better explain it. Um, let's say that you purchase a lamb for uh, $5 a pound, and the resale price, which is determined at the beginning of the sale, is $1 a pound. Um, you're paying $4, $4 a pound, um, and then the other dollar goes back. And that and that four dollars will then go back to the youth and or uh, there are chapter animals. We haven't talked about that. So the kids that are showing are either 4-H members or FFA. What are the differences? Yes, yeah, so they have to be an exhibitor under a 4-H club or an FFA chapter to be qualified to show. Um, that is the requirement. So. You know, I love them both. I was in both as a young person, and and my both my daughters were in both because I feel like that each of those organizations have something different to offer. Um, and so this year, my youngest daughter is actually showing her um, her hog through FFA and her and her. Uh, heifer through 4-H. And so she splits her time. But I mean, I could sit here all day and tell you about the benefits of both of those organizations. But yes, they absolutely need to be in one or the other. And Clayton, I, I think 
uh, one year you purchased a steer with somebody, so you don't have to purchase the whole steer. Right. Um, or the whole hog or the whole lamb. You can partner with somebody. Absolutely. And that was, and I'd love to take the credit. There's actually a funny story. I, we kind of looked at the list and it was, you know, a third of the way done. And I actually went to use the restroom and <laughs> came out and my phone was blowing up and everybody's like, congratulations and awesome job. <laughs> and my wife who stood in the stands while I was in the restroom purchased, um, a steer, but no, it was awesome. It was a, um, Lake Weir's FFA steer. And we did, we split it, um, three ways. And I mean, it's still a ton of meat and it was, it was awesome though. You got to, you know, see pictures of the kids, especially being in a, a chapter steer and you saw all the different kids that were part of their project. And then, um, Caden was with us that night and he got to go see the steer, which we didn't know how that was going to be. Cause it's like, Hey, that's going to be on your table in a couple of weeks. Um, but you know, that was also part of the learning process when we were doing it is like, this was a, kind of a pet for, um, a fair amount of time. And, some were easier to let go than others for different reasons, but, um, it was definitely emotional for a lot of kids. So it was cool to do this on like the other side of it and purchase it. And then I got to show Caden like, Hey, you know, when you go to the grocery store or whatever, like this is where it comes from. Um, and it was awesome. It was a great experience. And yeah, we split it three ways and, and that helps with, you know, other people getting involved that may not otherwise do so. Yeah. So it's, it's not only emotional for the kids, <clears throat> some parents get <laughs> emotional too. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, my mom was more attached to <laughs> most of my projects than I was. <laughs> so I think we're about ready to wrap up. And, um, is there anything that we didn't talk about the Southeastern youth fair that we should have mentioned um, and of course, we want to welcome everybody to come out and participate. If you have any questions, um, get in touch with us. But what what did we? Did well, we I know anything? you asked me about the chapter animals, and Clayton touched on it. Um, as an FFA advisor, I get to see it firsthand. And when a student enters your classroom as a first time ag student, and maybe they it was their choice to be there, maybe it was not their choice to be there, and then they learn that there's an opportunity to show at this fair and they sign up, really maybe not knowing all the aspects to it. And, and in our FFA chapter, we partner, so that there's always two per animal. And um, to see the growth of these young people and to see them go through the challenges, like you know, feeding on Christmas day when it was freezing cold this year. And if your animal, you know, maybe gets sick or, um, having to come in day out and, and day in and day out. Um, but the reward is this week, like mm -hmm. seeing them, you know, go through this process. It's, it's just such a great experience. So we love that we are offering the chapter animal experience. Um, and like Clayton said, also the money can go back to the FFA chapters to continue these these projects for those those clubs and chapters but I'm just excited for this week like I, I didn't sleep last night it was like Christmas um it was and I go to bed at nine o'clock every night but it was 12 30 my husband's like will you please go to sleep I said I'm just so anxious so um I I have a special place in my heart and and part of it is because I was raised in this fair and I know what it did for me. I raised my daughters in this fair and we're just very so happy and pleased of the support, you know, that we've received from this community. Well, thank you all for being here today. And I, and I hope that the listeners can hear the enthusiasm, can hear the pride that we have for this youth fair. And the reason why we love where we live is this is a part of our community and has been for many, many years. Thank Absolutely. you all for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
So thank you so much to Molly Rowe for taking the time to join us here on Discover Ocala. I also want to take time to thank Clayton Wagner and Samantha Daly, agents at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. We're wanting everybody to know why we love where we live. And the Southeastern Youth Fair is one of those opportunities that we have in this community to support our youth. And I can't thank them enough for participating in today's podcast. Discover Ocala is presented by Showcase Properties of Central Florida. As an independent brokerage firm for over two decades, Showcase Properties has helped customers throughout Central Florida achieve their real estate goals. Showcase Realtors offer expertise in a variety of property types and price points, and their services go beyond just buying and selling. Visit ShowcaseOcala.com to connect with a dedicated local Realtor and start your unique real estate journey today. We also want to thank you, the listener, for taking time to discover Ocala with us. We hope you enjoyed this month's episode. And if you did, please consider leaving us a review or rating wherever you're listening, or even telling a friend about us. If you have any questions on other organizations, individuals, or events you'd like to see covered in future episodes, you can get in touch with us directly at discoverocala at showcaseocala.com. See you next month.